the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you're listening to another episode of Romero Pictures Indie Brigade presents Nasty Nation's Graveyard Talk. Mouthful. Uh, it's another episode where we're, we're <laughs> in an unusual place. We're not uh, we're not at the usual uh, dungeon that, that is our little studio area. Um, we are actually... I'm killing two birds with one stone today, folks. We're getting a podcast done, and I'm drying my clothes at the laundromat. So, we're at the mat, folks. We're at the mat. 
And so you're going to hear cars, <laughs> and you're, there's something going on down And the we're street. outside because it's too damn hot inside. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. It feels good out here. So we decided, like, all right, let's do a podcast, and you never know. Somebody could end up talking to us. We never yeah, know. we might get a random drop in. We don't know. Yeah. So. You know what happens. Uh, but we decided we're going to talk about, I've been in a big fucking, like, zombie mood. When I say zombie, I mean Rob Zombie, White Zombie. And I really wanted to, like, talk about some more Yeah, we were stuff. talking, uh, partying at Chuck's house one night, and I'm always on a White Zombie kick, a Rob Zombie kick. Other podcasts, I've already said, I'm a Rob Zombie fanboy, pretty much. Like, he can't do much wrong, so... Yeah. Chuck brought this up, and uh, I was definitely in for for today's show. Yeah, man. I, I, I figured you would be. Yeah. That's that's the the one band, like, we, we have a few bands in common that we both really like, Misfits being another one, but... right. But uh, when it comes to White Zombie, Rob Zombie, we're, we're, we're well. In this show, we're going to cover kind of his career, just as like a kind of a horror yeah. icon, I guess. At this point, I mean, he's a director, he's a writer, he's a um, artist, a, a musician, a painter, an artist. You know, and he all and all of it's horror related, basically. And it's all weird. And it's all cool. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, we both really dig him, so we're just kind of cover this just as a career, as a you know, a whole. So Yeah, and we're also gonna give you like our our top three favorites. Yeah, our favorite zombie movies. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna give us uh if we got any stinkers that we don't like and then we're gonna cover some of the music and the things that maybe that I don't know why we got into zombie or why you yeah. know what history wise with it, you know. Well that makes sense. But. First off, I gotta say like being a horror fan and a fan of like weird music and a fan of heavy music. Yeah. Rob Zombie pretty much is like the package. Yeah, man. Like yeah. finding finding Rob Zombie in middle school. We were talking about this earlier, preparing for this cast. That it's like, for me, it's exactly what I want. You know, I, I was telling him, uh, you know, I wasn't into like hair metal. I wasn't into like Maiden. I wasn't into, you know, I wasn't even really into Sabbath that much. A little bit, you know, when I was younger, like some heavier stuff. But Zombie, my buddy Chris, Chris Carrillo, man, wherever you at. Uh, had Astro Creep 2000 and we listened to it all night and it just man it hit perfect it's a game changer of an album it was man it was heavy but it had a groove to it and like you know yeah you could headbang and thrash around to it but it like you could also dance to it yeah you know what I mean Like I've seen many a stripper strip to zombie stuff I mean when you can dance with a girl to it or like break bottles and shit to it either one man yeah lap dance or break bottles it's solid music. Both at the same time. At the same know. time, maybe. There's some weird places. Yeah. There. Yeah, that is what his his music like kind of inspires. It's like hot rods and monsters and like cute girls. Yeah, okay, like completely. that's what his music kind of is. It's like I don't know. It, it's it's it, it is the perfect like horror music. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan like us, it really is. For when me, I, you know, because even his music stuff, it's like it has silly parts, it has sexy parts, it has really brutal parts, it has fast parts. Is I don't know. Yeah, it, it, the, when I got into it, the, the zombie, uh, it was Astro Creep 2000 uh, was definitely the album that turned me on. Um, then I immediately got uh, La Sexer Sisto Devil Music. La Sexer Sisto Devil right? Music Devil Volume Music one. Volume One. Okay, make sure yes, I say it. it sounded weird. Um, <laughs> and I just I fucking love it. And then there was the remix album that came out, Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. Yeah, man. You know, unfortunately now. Talking about White Zombie, they had Soul Crusher that came out in 87 and Make Them Die Slowly in 89. Yeah, which didn't which, get... Not I had to go albums. back and, and listen to them. Yeah. You know, because uh, Devil Music Volume 1 is the first one that really 
as an album made an appearance in my life. And then right. Astro Creep. Well, actually, Astro Creep, I guess, was the first. And then I went back and found... That's the uh, same with me, yeah. You know, but those two albums, and then I had to go, like, many years later and dig those old ones up, you know, that weren't as near as good. But I, I didn't even know that those first two albums existed for the longest time. I had a friend of mine who worked at a, a, a record store, and we went to the comic book store one day, and it was about a 15-minute drive, and he made it. we made it there in, like, 10, actually. drove like a bat out of hell. Bobby Ray, you haven't ever listened to this. Shout out Bobby Ray. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I saw that he had Make Him Die Slowly. I think that's the album that he had in his in his Jeep or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, we're going to listen to it. I'm going to make you listen to it, like the whole album. And I was like, right. okay. And it was horrible. I didn't like it. It's not good. It, it was before they knew how to play their instruments really. What's it, man? Like, he didn't have his voice yet. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I don't, I don't even think he said yeah that much on those old albums. Right, and that's you know, you got to say His yeah, signature. you got to say that mo- that yeah move about a hundred times at least, you know, per album. But <laughs> distraction, distraction. Folks, sorry, it's <coughs> uh, cute dog walking. Right, um, but uh, but yeah, man, like I, I fell in love with, with with the imagery and everything that had to do with White Zombie. Man, I liked, uh, you know, when I first... It's perfect, too. It does. All of it, the imagery, it's stuff that I was drawing as a kid. You know, monsters and just all this stuff that's like... Weird clowns. Yeah, just everything. It's like, when I found Rob Zombie, I was like, I can grow up and still be weird as fuck. Yeah. And be all right. Like, I think that's really the the kicker for me. Is like, he just stayed weird and is still weird. Yeah. So it's it's still giving me hope to just stay weird my whole life, you know? And it's like... uh, I don't know. I think he's, uh, I don't know, can't do much wrong. Huh? He's a but genius. He's so full of horror. himself. He's so full of himself. But in a way, he actually, like, has uh, earned it. Yeah. I mean, when he's you paid can, his dues. He has. That's it, man. He's put in the work. I mean, he's made albums. He's made movies. He's put comic books out. He writes, directs, paints, draws. You know what I mean? It's like, you've put the work in, dude. Yeah. You I mean, he, he, he alone, I mean, he worked uh, doing, um, different makeup and stuff and uh, camera work and shit yeah. for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, like, he, I think, if I remember correctly, he was involved in porn uh, for a little while. Um, some weird, like, porn stuff that I think, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Sean Yassault was a part of the bass player for White Zombie. Can't confirm or can't confirm. Or can't confirm on that one, but, uh, but that'd be really cool <laughs> to see those. Just to be interesting. Um, I used to have a huge crush on her. Right. Um, but, yeah. Hot girl turned down on her base? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, dude. And then, she, she, dude, she knows how to fucking rock. Too. Yeah, right. Um, fucking hair swinging around everything. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I got into White Zombie pretty heavy, but when my mom got my stepdad, you know, he was telling me how he had just gone a year or so beforehand and saw uh, White Zombie and Ramones and the Super Sonics. Oh, what a killer show that would have been. Oh, dude. Like and he said the thing he said the crazy thing is is like there's a white zombie headline, yeah. But Ramones were right before them, and Rob Zombie, you know, he paid complete like respect and he was like, Oh, Zombie has always been a huge Ramones fan. Oh yeah, dude. He wears Ramones shirts all the time in videos Love and shit. Ramones. He's got yeah. you know he always talks about he puts Ramones songs in a bunch of his movies and I mean now I want exactly I think that that scene with Baby and the cheerleaders you know and. and uh, glue sniffer, whatever is coming in, is playing. So, like, yeah, dude, he's always paid it back to the Ramones. He even said, my stepdad told me that the 
that he even said that night when he saw him. Uh, he's like, it should be. He's like, I can't believe that we're open or that the Ramones open for us when we should be opening for the Ramones. Right. I mean, that is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is in the, pretty in nice. like a historical sense. You know what I mean? It's like the yeah. Ramones open for you. Holy shit! Like I never got. I you know when White Zombie, um, unfortunately, when they broke up, I was like, oh shit, man. But I knew I knew something was going to happen because Howard Stern Private Parts has. Uh, a Rob Zombie song in it. Yeah. And it was before Hellbilly Deluxe and before anybody knew he was right, doing any of that. Right. Uh, he got some musicians together and they did this song, um, American Nightmare, with Howard Stern yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a great fucking song. Absolutely. And Howard Stern does great on the vocals as yeah. well. He's pretty close to Rob Zombie. Yeah. And there's actually video on YouTube of them at the, the premiere party playing that live. Right. And he's got the, that's back when he was still, you know, doing the whole like, Looking Hell like a dead guy, shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, I, I was pretty sure I was hoping that something was going to come out of it. Right. And when. Uh, Hi, how are hey, you guys? Good. Yeah, we're all right. Uh, we're down there at Josh Davis. We have extra snow cones and all kinds of free food. If you guys want to have some, all Which, right. Just help Thanks. yourself. We're closing Sweet. soon, but just wanted to let you guys know. All, all right, right. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, no problem. You guys just hear that? We got some uh, free snow cone offer from uh, a random cute girl that just walked up. So food and shit they're, they're doing free food might have to go grab some but yeah I, know. <laughs> I might have to take a break uh, before too long and go down there for the close up but um anyway it's not a bad idea but anyway um so but no like i i when it came out that he was putting out hillbilly deluxe i wasn't shocked i was happy as a picking shit because i was like oh, oh this yeah, is gonna man. be fucking great i transitioned man. completely i was like not beholden to white zombie as a group i was like into Rob Zombie like yeah. I liked his look as a kid like I said I wanted to like be Rob Zombie growing up I had long hair I was into monster shit so as soon as Rob Zombie started making music I was into that I mean just immediately oh yeah you know I was never like oh it's not White Zombie I'm like nah it sounds different yeah I never had that thought either I know, you know it's like it sounds different I get like if purists might think it different or whatever but it's uh, it definitely stayed true know. yeah I thought so. It had the same feel. He put, he started using like electronic stuff a little more, you know, in different things, but it had the same feel. It wasn't like, at his element. It, exactly. It was, he evolved a little bit, you know, oh, it was yeah. still in his wheelhouse, but yeah, he changed the sound. You're allowed to change your sound. You yeah. don't have to be ACDC. You don't have to play the same, yeah. you know, three chords your whole career, but nothing against ACDC. I like ACDC, but yeah, yeah. I think he was changing and uh, I don't know, a lot of people were just like, eh, or whatever, but there's there's it's there's so much back and forth when it comes down to Rob Zombie, and moving on to because he's you know he's still putting out albums. Yeah, he, he's had. I mean, that's why he's still and he's like a horror icon. I think he just, he's still putting stuff out. He just put out a new album and it's probably some of the best songs that I've heard him put out in a while. Uh, but it's called the Lunar Injection Kool Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Um, the last few albums he's put out have been these long ass titles. Uh, the one before that. Uh, was called Orgy or what is it? Well, he's, well, he's got Venomous Rat uh, Regenerator Vendor uh, Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. Like those are two titles. <laughs> yeah, right. And before that, it was, it was just Hellbilly Deluxe Two Educated Horses. Sinister yeah, Sinister Urge, like just normal, like a couple words. Yeah. So those last couple albums I haven't uh, kept up with, but uh, I guess yeah. Sinister Ur Hellbilly Two I heard a little bit of. Uh, I like Hillbilly too. Yeah. I, think, I think it's pretty pretty good. It's a pretty good sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked uh, Educated Horses. 
That's probably. Uh, it took a minute to grow on me. American Witch is my favorite song off that album. It's for, yeah. America. Yeah, man. There's some good ones on there. There's some okay songs in there. Just for some reason, it just hit me weird. It was. It's a strange album. I thought Sinister Urge was good. I love Sinister Urge. Hillbilly to me is another just like groundbreaker. I love Hillbilly. It's classic. You know, I could listen to Dragula and uh, well, I may have burned myself out on Dragula a little bit, but I could listen to that album. When you're driving, it doesn't matter. When you're driving, Dragula cranked that we're, shit we're, up. We were, we were jamming that yeah. earlier. So, <clears throat> but yeah, as an album, I think Hillbilly is still just like that's that's my favorite album. one. That's yeah. that, that's got to be my favorite yeah. album when it comes down to that shit. Um, but we'll get back to the whole music aspect in a second. Let's move on to yeah, actually our movie the fact picks that, and, uh, that that Rob Zombie was making movies. Now, originally there was the idea, and I don't know if this ever got proven as if it was if it was correct or not. But he was supposed to do or asked to do the uh, one of the Crow it, sequels. It, no, it, that is true. I read that in the Fangoria. I was going to bring that up too. It was called the Crow. Uh, uh, City of Gods and Monsters or something like that. Yeah. And it, it was going to be kind of like how part two was in the future. Yeah. But it was going to be Rob Zombie stuff. It was going to be whatever he And they were like, it's too you. Like, right. it's too much of you. Now, if that can be worked out, Zombie, you should go back. Whoever has the rights to that fucked up by not letting you do it. And, you, you know, you should, uh, that should get done. But, yeah, way back when there was rumors that he was going to do the, at that time, the second Crow movie. Yeah. Because the first one was out, but the second one I don't even think was out yet. Yeah, I, I, so, it was either the second or third one. I'm pretty yeah, sure it might have been the second one. It was early in the in the crow chain of. Yeah, events, so it would have been weird. But that would have been interesting. It'd been cool to see his take on it. Yeah, and I, I think it would have been too dark. It would have been the same way that House of a Thousand got pushed around forever. God, yeah, dude, years. When and that years finally ago. got released, it was like, oh, fucking finally. Man, I remember seeing trailers for this movie a year. I saw it live. I saw him play the first one. The first time I saw the first uh, House of Thousand Corpses trailer, it was the Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne, Mudvayne and Soil, uh, Mary Mayhem tour. Okay. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah man. And That's my awesome. mom was like, well, I'm not seeing that movie. <laughs> it was a family affair. It was me, my mom, my stepdad, and my friend at the top. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a blast. I mean, he gives one hell of a show. Uh, but anyway... We, we got a semi coming. We got a here. semi coming in, folks. We, we, we got we got people asking us if we want food. We got semis <laughs> rolling in here, folks. Anything can happen. You know what old Jack Burton says at a time like that. <laughs> Tell me you don't automatically think of Big Trouble oh, in China every time, time, man. I got a patch on my backpack. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, but <laughs> yes. Oh my God. This, this is a good day. Yeah, good man. Day. Let's get it. All right. Anyway, if it sucks, we'll just scrap this one. And, uh, nah, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. It'd be all right. Um, so when it comes down to Rob Zombie's movies, um, this is where a lot of people have issues. Either you love them or you yeah. hate them. Um, you know, or there's those people that like one or two of his movies. Yeah, you know, they don't. You know. Yeah. Now, as complete hardcore zombie fans like we are. Um, it's let's get ready to get loud and get in it. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Give us just a second here. Get the He's fuck out of here. He's backing up. Now, now it is more like a Rob Zombie film. We got like semis <laughs> and we had a cute girl walking up and it's like now where's the where's the where's the monsters? Where's at? the monsters at, man? Let's I swear to God if somebody that they're dressed like a clown comes in and doing laundry. Dude, we're, I mean, I'm gonna start taking pictures. We gotta film the whole video. So, yeah. but he's over there the other way. All right, cool. But anyway, 
uh, back to discussing this. Uh, you know, there are people that, that that like a couple of his movies, but they don't really like anything else. Us being hardcore fans, it's although I do have issues with some of his with, with some things about his his movies. Um, I still love watching them. They're all entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I, I can watch them all. I like them all. Yeah, there's one in particular that I I don't watch. I have it just because I have it's it's part of the collection, but. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. There's two I don't really watch. Um, so, but you know, House Styles and Corpses. I saw that, um, not in theater. Right. It was before it was released. It was bad. Uh, me and my buddy Jason, who I mentioned a few times. Yeah. We were so. supposed to go see it uh, in the theater when it came out, and at the time I downloaded. Right. I downloaded. It was, there was in two parts, and I and I watched them, and I was like, "Fuck, these are this is the actual fucking movie." And then we went to go see it, and like everybody's so shocked about everything, and I, I kind of ruined it for myself. I was like, "Oh, yeah, man!" But I still loved it. I mean, I was like, "I know it's gonna happen," but I fucking love this movie, right? And I even told I even told Jason, I was like, "Yeah, I, I already saw it before we saw it." <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't ruined it. I had it on my dad's computer. Man. It's definitely a theater movie, man. When I watched it in the theater, oh, yeah. and it's uh, I don't know. Well, let's get into our picks instead of uh, well, let's well, we're, we're, we're doing our favorites, right? Yeah, yeah. But okay, so we have least to best. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Before we get to that. Because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on just for a little bit. But like after after House of Corpses, he had Devil's Rejects, was was a great film. Halloween remake that he did. Uh, he did oh, Halloween. You're just giving the discography here. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going through it. Yeah. Um, he did the Haunted World of El Super Bisto in the same year. He did H2 in 2009. Uh, Lords of Salem came out in 2012. 31 in 2016. Uh, Three from Hell in 2019. Um, so those are the those are the films that he's done. Yeah. Uh, which also White Zombie was in Airheads too if you want to if that matters right uh, yeah. but uh, uh, but we we'll just you know go through those real quick so you know in case you didn't know uh, his list of movies because he does have quite the list already to be not that far along in his direct you know what I mean it's like right. he's getting a little older now but it's like I mean he's actually I mean kind of been cranking shit out Mm-hmm. You know, to have that many movies and still be fairly young in a director sense, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, I, I think honestly, like his films, like I said, there are some issues I have with with a few things in them, but they're always entertaining for me. Yeah. And I, I you know, I enjoy them. I like the grittiness of, of his. Yeah. Of his, of how he is. So what we're gonna do is, uh, we're gonna do, I guess, our top threes like we usually. Yeah. Do. Uh, and at least to favorite. Yeah. Right? So we'll get our favorites very last. Yeah. So, uh, you wanna go first? Spit them out. Huh? Go for it. Want me to go first? Sure. All right. Uh, I would have to say that- You might tie on some of these, I'm sure. Uh, from least to, least to the yeah, best. Yeah, maybe, okay. yeah. All least, right. least to best. So I would not say- Not his worst, not the one we think is the worst, just our right, right. least. Uh, you know. Right. Number three, third place. Number three. I would say my number three pick is Lords of Salem. Uh, yeah, me too. I figured that's- That's, yeah. it's, I mean, there's, it's one of those, it's a movie that, um, you know, a lot of people have issues with. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, quick little rundown. Um, witches. Witches. DJs, a weird record, um, some weird uh, satanic shit. Uh, nah. It's doomy yeah. as fuck. Oh, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I dig movies about witches. Like Me said, too. Well, you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, I'm working on a whole show just compiling a bunch of, like, movies about witches and, uh, it's done well. It's a lot slower than a lot of uh, zombies movies. That's why it kind of got uh, like a bad rap or just kind of like, you know, he fell off or whatever. But it's just, it's different, man. It's a different style of, it's, it's shot different. It's, uh, 
it's the story is told different. Everything about it is different, but not in a bad way. It's just it, it was his style is you know he's changing up. I love the name. Lords yeah. of Salem. It just yeah. reaches me. I'm like, all right, cool. Absolutely. Because you know it's going to be about witches. Like, it's Salem. You know, yeah. it's like the place. And I bought this movie at Walmart before I even saw it. I did too. I saw it there and just seen the cover and bought it. Had no clue if it was going to be good, what it was about, anything. Had to have it, though. Yep. Had to, had to be able to see it. I knew I knew it would be a part of my collection regardless. Didn't even know it was Sherry on the front of the box. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? So yeah, bought it at Walmart, sight unseen. Knew it was coming out, but didn't know what it was what it Same. was about. Yeah, and just snagged it, man. We, uh, me and my stepdad and Jason, uh, again, who I've mentioned a lot in here, um, we actually were doing this thing because at the time I was staying uh, uh, with my, my parents, and me and, and 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 all of us, we got out in the garage, and I had these little computer speakers, and I had my my little laptop. And we just watch movies out in the garage and like right. smoke weed and drink and you know yeah, man. smoke cigarettes and shit. And I fell asleep the last ten minutes of that movie. Oh no! Okay, this was my first watch on it. So I had my stepdad, I had my friend Jason, and um, neither of them really liked it. And it uh, they weren't too happy with the fact that I made them because the last part of that movie they, they hated it the most. And I made them. Rewall, like I had to, I had right. to see the end of it. I feel like the last ten minutes. Right? Well, yeah, and that's a lot of people have a problem with the fact that like the last ten minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but because uh, it, it's it's way crazy. Yeah. You know, even it's more like a previous Rob Zombie film. Right. You know, like the last ten minutes of Lords is like something that'd be shot in House of a Thousand. Right. You know, it's completely out of control, crazy, wild. I don't know. There's parts of it I don't like in that crazy montage of shit, but I don't know. I can get behind it. It's I was I I was turned off by the movie at first, and then because me and you talked about I it. I know I kept harping on him. He was just like I don't know about it, and I was like, no, it's good. I Give went, it a rewatch. Think about what you're seeing a little differently. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's a little more meaningful if you kind of look behind some stuff and like even where Sherry's like the opening scene, she's laying on that bed, and you see the moon. Yeah. Right, that big thing, and it's just like over the moon. It's already you know, like he's he's preparing you right there. Like it's yeah. gonna be weird, but it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be in the distance a little bit. The other know? thing, the other thing though was the uh, and this at first I had an issue with this, and now I really don't just because of what I started thinking about. I'll get to that in a second. But the uh, the Antichrist and the devil and all that shit, silly. Like, but yeah, uh, yeah, little little weird. But then I started thinking about all the weird movies that I like that are like old school and that's pretty much what he does a lot of people don't understand that but he goes for an old school feel yeah, and a lot man. of those old school movies and shit had weird shit like that this movie even though it's like modern because they have cell phones and mm -hmm. it's like a DJ thing it has the feel of like a 70's movie it really does you know even so much as like Sherry's because uh, of course Sherry's the main uh, you know actress in it but even her shocker you know shocker there uh, even her wardrobe kind of looks 70's kind of throwback vintage style and so even though it's a new movie or you know made to be modern it has a throwback kind of 70s uh, vintage feel. Well, and it, well, yeah, especially when they all look like they're straight out of the 70s. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even like, Ken Faree is very like, yeah, yeah. hey, baby. Right. I mean, they're all radio DJs and stuff, so it's they're meant to be a little crazy, but it's like uh, the feel of it is good. Yeah. You know, it feels like classic horror stuff. It feels like a Hammer movie. Yeah. Uh, because of Lords of Salem is the reason why uh, I got to meet Ken Faree and Scarefest and... Uh, Bruce Davidson, 
Right. Um, and I, it was kind of cool because, well, one, Ken Free is one of the nicest fucking guys. Yeah, no doubt. He's hilarious. I met him one time. Uh, and uh, tall as fuck. Yeah, really, dude. And I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot tall, and this guy. I mean, he—he's a. Big, I don't know how big, tall he is, but he was much taller than me. Yeah, he, he's, so. he's a big motherfucker, and <laughs> I can't help but just love that guy. Man. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Bad dude. as shit, and and Bruce Davidson. Uh, I felt kind of bad for him because like, a lot of people didn't realize who he was. Yeah, I mean, you don't know who he is. He's been in X Men. He's been in a shit ton of like TV shows, and right? Different movies and shit. And my mom kept trying to get him to get out of line, like to get, like, just come over here. To, he's like, no, no, no. And me, I mean, my stepdad are trying to explain to my mom, this is how they make their living sometimes. Right. You know, to get a little extra cash, you know. Yeah, they might walk out of that show with like an extra thousand bucks. And if you're not like an A-list Hollywood, you just make a thousand bucks for a day's work. Yeah. You know, that's that's it's fucking not, good that's money. Not bad. Yeah. It was cool meeting though, just because I remember from when I was younger and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but I no going going. There was there was some other point I was making, but whatever. I've, Oh yeah, he he asked me. Bruce Davis did because uh, I was wearing my zombie shirt, Lucio Fulci zombie, and he was like, he's like, oh, have you seen? Because uh, we were just kind of looking around because I wanted to say hi to him, but I was just looking at his table first. And he, he says, he's like, oh, have you seen uh, Lords of Salem directed by the, the original zombie? And in my head, I'm sitting there going, do yeah. I correct him nah. or no? I was like, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna correct Bruce Davidson. No. Nah. Um, yeah, you just I, let let him be. Yeah, but I, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, man, yeah, I saw it. Like, I I liked it, you know, and talked to him uh, for a minute about it. But I do like the movie. It did take me a few a few watches, um, but uh, it's it's definitely one of my. It's, like I said, it's my number three. Yeah. It's your number three too, right? Yeah, because I would move it a little higher up, but man, there's just some classics I can't put it above. So right, yeah, for yeah. that, it's number three. Yeah. For me, yeah. So, so what's? I mean, if we're tied on that. One, oh yeah, so, so we're tied on that one. So number right. two, what's, what's your number moving two? Moving up, it may still be the same. My second is Devil's Rejects. Okay. Okay. All right. So I mean, I love the Firefly flam- family, uh, you know, the whole deal, but it, it just uh, it lacks a little of what House has to me. To me, I don't know, because of course House is my first. So. Well, Devil's Rejects, it, it, it's. It's a, it's a very it's 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 in the same vein as House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah, but it's a little different. It's more of an outlaw picture. Oh, absolutely. Than than really a horror picture. Yeah, which was a lot of people were, were wanting House Two. House Two, and it's more like Bonnie and Clyde type shit. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's, it's Otis and Baby. Uh, and it's still got some spotting, but it's like it's more like a Bonnie and Clyde. You know, it's his family on the run. Yeah, they're awful people. Yeah. But in the scheme of this movie, they're the good guys. Like in a weird way, yeah. You know, I mean, they're the anti-heroes because they're standing for like, like an anti-establishment or whatever. And then you have uh, William Forsythe's character as like this crazy, busting crazy Jesus. sheriff, and he he's the bad guy. You know, yeah. he's the he wants revenge for his brother's death. The sheriff yeah. from from yeah. House, yeah, yeah. So Sheriff Wydell, yeah. And uh, just the whole the whole story of this one is cool because it puts the family in a whole different perspective. Yeah. In house, they control everything. They are the predators. They set the traps. They do that. All everything is in their their world. Yeah. And in Devil's Rejects, it throws them out of that. Yeah. They have to adapt to being on the run. All these different uh, kind of safe houses, stash spots, or whatever. They Half ha- of them died at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's. I mean, you know. So it's uh, because all good things come to an end, you know. So. Right. They, they can't always keep doing what they're doing, just murdering people and doing all this shit. So you see kind of the, the, uh, what am I thinking here? 
the repercussions of all their actions. Yeah. You know, you see this crazy sheriff that's just as wild as they are and willing to go as far as they will right to the limit. Just to get his revenge. Just to get back, you know, yeah. and just, uh, and, you know, and who's to say who is, it, it, you know. Yeah, he's technically a good guy. He's the sheriff, whatever, and they're serial killers and murderers and shit, but. Well, it's like when he gets drunk and there's a scene where he gets drunk. And, oh, man. And they're tied to chairs and all that. And he's. Yeah. Uh, he's like talking to He's like, he's like talking to himself in, in the mirror. He's oh, like, you can do this. He's he like. Throws a, yeah, it's throws cigarette. a cigarette. Yeah. Like, dude, William Forsyth is probably one of my favorite actors because he's just, he's just such he a fucking. He gets in there, man. He's wild and he like, he owned this character. Like, he just destroyed it. I, you know, honestly, it's kind of crazy. It's one of my favorite characters next to when he played Flat Top and Dick Tracy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the, he also played uh, played John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Letters from Gacy or some yeah. shit like that. Uh, but yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. No. Devil's Rejects. I I, I love this movie. Um, completely. Yeah. Uh, everything. I mean. And this is another thing though. Is this this is a movie where when it comes out of Rob Zombie films, um, the ending is the it's the best ending he's ever came up with in my opinion. Yeah, you got a problem with his endings, I know. He, yeah, uh, I, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's good. It made me like uh, Freebird again. Right. You know, a little The soundtrack bit. was killer. The soundtrack, the soundtrack was definitely good. fucking killer. I'll tell you, the best song in uh, the whole thing, I think, is at the credits scene. Right, and I can't even remember what it is now. I should have wrote it down because it is one of my favorite things. But it just shows this winding road, and it has this uh, kind of slow... Mm. Kind of a yeah. folky kind of. Uh, I can't remember the song. Yeah, and it's it's awesome, and you see this winding road, and it's like it's just perspective. Yeah, you know, it's kind of life. It's you know, I don't know. The ending of it is uh, it's really good. Dude, I remember when uh, when it came out. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, me too. And I saw it at the Dollar Theater back <laughs> yeah. when that was still a thing. Remember that Carmike Theater? Shout out. Yeah, yeah. out of business. Lexington. Yeah, uh, love that place though. I mean, yeah. I saw. Zombie strippers and shit like I that. I saw a ton of just weird I saw, shit. Uh, uh, shit, Club Barker's, uh, the train one. Yeah. Midnight, Midnight, Midnight Meat train. train. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a bunch of them out there. But when when I saw that Devil's Rejects was going to be in the Dollar Theater and I hadn't seen it yet, I was so fucking excited. Right. Um, and at the time, my girlfriend, um, she wasn't, she wasn't really that much into horror movies that much. And she was really disturbed by some of the scenes in Devil's Rejects. Like, like with the guy getting the opening. beat. Well, the opening is pretty fucked it's up. It's got Tiny dragging that fucking dead body girl through the woods, you know? And you see all the cops. Yeah. You know, shooting through the woods. You're like, well, at least Tiny's not caught. You, you yeah. already know that the family's in trouble. Yeah. But you see Tiny dragging this dead girl through the woods. You're like, well, he's, he's safe, I guess. You it's know? Like, like, it's like, <laughs> something's, something's going to go on with this. But you know the family's in, in dire straits, or soon to be, because these cops, you know, there's a whole row of these... You know, shooting the shit out of that yeah, place, man. man. It's a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, pretty hardcore scene, honestly. Yeah. Um, the uh, the thing that, that that she was bothered by was there is, I mean, because there is, it's a Rob Zombie movie. It's very violent. Yeah. Very violent. And I, the thing, I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that like if I really get into a scene like that I'm watching, I have a huge grin on my face. Oh, absolutely. And like when. Otis is beating the shit out of that guy with the fucking, you know, stick. You know, I'm the devil. I want like, you to pray to your God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like that he whole strikes scene. down upon me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that That whole scene bothered her, like, a lot. Like, she had to go to the bathroom. Like, Oh, right. Well, because, like, you know, Bill Mosley pulls his hair 
out of his way and you see these like sparkly blue eyes and it's like I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work and you're like oh my god yeah like holy shit like that's the best line of the whole movie and like Bill Mosley's that scene he's blood splattered but like I said his eyes are just like super piercing just like you believe it yeah you believe oh, it yeah. Otis is the devil and he's gonna do some work right now the thing is I've never met Bill Mosley but but he is said to be one of the nicest guys he's nice too I met him the same year I met Ken Free they were all at the yeah you know Scarefest and he's a super cool dude Mosley's gonna be at Scarefest yeah. this year yeah cons are coming back so hopefully uh, Bill Mosley will be back in Lexington Man, I'd like to meet him so we're gonna go hopefully do a podcast from there That'd and be cool. uh, we'll see what happens yeah we'll see we might get a Bill Mosley uh, soundbite I'm gonna put it out there in the universe, Bill Mosley. If you're there, I'm just gonna record him saying like our opening, and that will just be our opening from now on. Oh, hell yeah! And then hopefully he doesn't make us pay him money. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Devil's Rejects, fucking phenomenal yeah, film. My number two. So it's, what's it's your? Good. Well, here's the thing. We're probably just gonna reverse them. Oh, completely, yeah. Okay. Because that that yeah. Because my number my number. We have two, the same top three. They're just in different order. Right. Okay. House, house, uh, yeah. house, thousand courses. Okay. Um, I, it's my second and not my first. Cause a lot of people are like, oh man, you know, house is the best. And I know it that's just, that's it just did it for me, man. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, the film is great. I love it. There's, there's not everything I have anything wrong with it. I love the fact that it has like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel to it, but it also has like, <sighs> it's the perfect blend of Chainsaw Massacre and Alice in Wonderland. Yes. You know what I mean? If you can cram those two movies together, if you haven't seen this movie. Which shame on you for even listening to this podcast. Yeah. But if uh, if you haven't put Alice in one, there's even some references to Alice in this movie if you look closely. Um, but it's a it's a mashup of Alice in Wonderland and Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you know it's perfect to me. It's exactly what I want. Yeah, man. So, uh, I yeah, uh, it's 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 everything that I was expecting from Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, it was such a force to come out with. Yeah. You know, like is that your first movie? It's like. Whoa, shit! Like, what are you gonna keep doing if this is the first? Well, let me let me you know. ask, yeah, no shit. But let me ask you a question. So, when you when you saw House of Thousand Corpses in, also in, in theater, in yeah. the theaters, um, did it, did people laugh at the cop being shot in the head? Because the, when I saw him, because because it's like I remember you that whole right. thing, and he's sitting there with the gun pointed at his head for like forever before he shoots. Yeah, and people started laughing just because it's like. I don't know if it's just because it was like a nervous kind of like. Oh, <laughs> You're right, but it's a, it's actually a very brutal like. Yeah, because he's it, just waiting there, you know. And it gets to that point. It does. I think people. It's a nervous laugh. It's a laugh because it's it, the show. The movie is weird. Everything about it's weird, and it's like it stretches on on purpose. Yeah. To make you uncomfortable. It's like this dude is sitting on his knees. Otis has a gun to his head. Yeah. You know what's gonna happen? Like why won't it just happen? And you're sitting there watching and watching and watching and watching. And you're like, at almost the time you think that the screen is froze. Yeah. And it's just and it's just like right. it's, it's not even that loud. It's just it's just a no. You see the 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 the, the dirt. Yeah. Puff out, and you see the the smoke come out of the gun barrel. You know, and you see the cop fall over. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man. It looks. I mean, it looks very real almost honestly yeah. and it's such a high aerial shot that it's it's just a strange moment man in, in that movie it's just yeah I don't know iconic as far as just strange shots and like I don't know yeah what that purpose was or only to make you uncomfortable or to make I don't know 
I think it was I think there was there was an element of, to, to make you feel uncomfortable. I think I always think. that Otis scenes with Otis are meant to make you kind of feel uh, out of kill dirty, dirty kind of otherworldly out there in space. Like of all the other Chainsaw Family or Chainsaw Family, uh, Firefly. Uh oh, uh, you know he's just got the the most out there kind of scene because he's trying to make sense of things. Yeah. Like, he has a purpose. Yeah. You don't really even know what that is, but he has one. You know he does. Like, yeah. just in, as the movie progresses, he's kind of the ringleader. He has all the weird rituals and shit. Like, he has a weird purpose. And it's just, I don't know, I love that character, man. I think Otis is one of the best horror He has some of the best lines, too. Yeah, man. And and, him, and when you see him and, and Spaulding together in Devil's Rejects, like, they were the perfect, like, bantering team. Back yeah, then. man. You see the, the father-son yeah. interaction, you know, whereas you don't get in. in the first one. Yeah. You know, so. And, of course, I mean, you know, you, going back to Devil's Rejects real quick, though, got to talk about, fat, like, scenes yeah. that are just kind of, like, like tootie fucking fruity. Oh, yeah, man. Silly. You silly know, you see that. a different side of them when they're usually the most brutal fucking. Yeah, you see the actual family side in, in Rejects, which is cool. Yeah. You know, to me, a little bit more than, like, yeah, they're family in in house too. Yeah, but it's their it's the ritual. They're in family mode, doing like yeah. devil shit, Halloween shit. Yeah, in Devil's Rejects, they're like a family with all their guards down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's brother and sister and their dad. Yeah, and they're just on the road, and you see that. Yeah, they argue, they bitch at each other, then they're hugging and they're you know laughing and shit. So it's a cool like family picture in the second one. Yeah, it's like. House of a Thousand, yeah, they're a family, but they... You, you definitely, like, don't... There's there's not, like... I don't know, you almost have sympathy for them in Devil's Rejects. A little bit. I mean, you shouldn't, but you do. Right. And especially if you're a horror fan, you do. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, these are, these are my boys. Like, oh, these yeah. are, you know, yeah. so... Uh, well, shit, I mean, we pretty much went through. Yeah, right, since we have the same ones. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we could talk, talk about the ones we don't necessarily like, since we have well, the well, same order of... Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, listen to some music, and then we're going to come back and talk more about Rob Zombie slash White Zombie.
Welcome back, this is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. You're listening to Graveyard Talk, and we are talking about Rob Zombie and White Zombie, and right now focusing on Rob Zombie's films. Uh, of course, before we took our little musical break there, um, we uh, were talking about our top three favorites uh, of his films. Uh, so now we're going to just kind of talk a little bit about, well, the things we don't like about some of his movies or certain movies we don't care yeah. much about or the whatever. Things, the few issues we have with Mr. Zombie. Yeah. So, and Like I said, I, I can watch just about any of his films and be okay with it. You know, um, they're all entertaining. Um, and they always pretty much, you know, keep me like, you know, yeah, entertained. Right. Like, I'm no, going yeah, to watch. They're yeah. all pretty solid. But yeah, I can do. Yeah. Um, but I will have to say, like, like you mentioned a minute ago, um, he can't seem to, to, to make an ending worth a shit. I like, I don't have a problem with his endings. Some of his endings are just like, I don't know. I just I don't like the it. ending of House with the Spalding. I like the ending of, of Devil's Rejects. Yeah, those, those two, like, those two are, are, are yeah. good endings. Like I said, Devil's Rejects is like my favorite ending. Yeah. Um, my only two problems, I only have a few problems at all with, uh, with, with Mr. Zombie here, but, uh, despite the, the few new albums I haven't listened to, so I don't know about that, but, I couldn't get into 31. Right. I, th- I think the opening of 31 with Doomhead, that black and white scene, is uh, some awesome work. I think it's an awesome, like, mo- what is that, a monologue? Yeah. I guess where it's just Doomhead just talking into the camera. All you see is uh, Richard Dra- Richard Brakes uh, just, like, squared up face in this scene. And uh, he just has an awesome monologue. And it's, it's the best part of that whole movie. Yes. And it might be some of the best written stuff that Zombies ever done yeah and uh, you can easily see how like Doomhead kind of falls and, and the characters in 31 kind of fall in these weird like Rob Zombie universe they could easily be uh, characters in House of a Thousand or you know these weird clowns that aren't clowns yeah you know yeah. none of them are clowns but they're all clowns right yeah, yeah yeah and I do like that aspect of 31 but it's just uh, the whole movie just dropped the ball a little bit on and I like that idea it's on Halloween it's number 31 like everything should be spooky uh, Malcolm McDowell plays a real crazy fucking character. Yeah, that, whole thing, that, that whole thing's kind of weird. That weird society that's like, you I, know, getting people into these games and stuff. It's like, it was a cool concept, but it just uh, was lacking something to me. I don't know. I, I For me, 31, uh, I agree with you uh, about, about Doomhead and all that shit. Like, I, I definitely do. Uh, I like 31. Um, I didn't care if the, the ending, the ending was pretty... Blame. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not an Aerosmith fan, and uh, it has Dream On at the. Uh, it does, and I hate Aerosmith. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, yeah, it's my Aerosmith is my least favorite band ever. It would have to be mine too, and uh, only next to Rush. So uh, shit, <laughs> I hate those bands. And sorry, I, I, I think yeah, I do, man. I know, God. and actually, Rob Zombie, I think likes both those bands quite a bit. But the ending of it, I thought Sherry was awesome. Like she turns into like a complete like oh yeah monster like fucking you know hard ass yeah but I don't know I just didn't like the middle of it I just didn't I wanted to like it too much I think or something like I think he was trying to to because my biggest issue with it it seems like he was trying to jam so much shit in one movie yeah and it, it was kind of like what happened I just seen a balloon explode in the elevator that was pretty cool Okay. You know, a little girl screaming across the parking lot. But see, folks, that's the things you get from uh, doing a live podcast outside. But whatever. Uh, you get distracted sometimes. It happens. Uh, yeah, he tried to cram too much stuff into one. I think certain storylines from that film, I think that 
could have been used in their own thing or been used yeah. somewhere else and been better. Just done a little differently, man. It could have yeah. it could have just played out better or played out more to my liking. Maybe not better. You know, I don't know. I'm not a director, but, you know. It, it, it felt flat in a lot of ways, but I was still entertained. Yeah. Uh, and also, Doomhead reminds me of, like, if you took Nosferatu and Joker. Oh, Doomhead is killer, man. Like, hey, he's Richard, Richard Brake, right? That's his name? Yeah. He, uh, I'm really glad that, that going to another one of his films, it's my smoke bothering you. It's going like, no, man, I don't care. All right, cool. There uh, are no smokes except for Megan. So, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, but, uh, but three from hell. What, what like, because we, we, we haven't really talked much about that. So, which I want to give another watch because I watched it over your house and I was distracted that day. And I never, I don't know. I, it's another one, man. I wanted to like it, and I think I will. Yeah. But I didn't. Right. So it's like 31, dude. I want to give it another run, and I want to see if it's good. Uh, so I don't even know where to put that one yet. I think I like it. Yeah. But it's just in the... It's weird. It's in, like, the gray territory to me for right now, because, like, it's cool that um, Richard Brake was... He plays, like, Otis's half-brother. Yeah. You know, the wolf or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a cool, like, if you have to, you know, replace Sid with his, yeah. you know, since he died and he was sick during some of that movie and he couldn't do a lot of it. Zombie so, had to re rewrite Yeah, that's what I'm saying, shit. the whole yeah. thing. And if you have to do that, it was a cool, you know, you couldn't have got a better, he already, you know, knows zombie style. He knows what's yeah. kind of how to play a, a crazy Firefly uh, family member. Oh, he's great. I you mean, know, he really is. And you know, it's kind of like the Chainsaw family that we've talked about. Like the Firefighter family, you know that there's like other members. There's yeah. cousins and there's just like weird other characters around. And it's cool to maybe see some of that, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, for a lot of people, yeah, it was, it was you know, and for all of us, all of our, uh, uh, being a fan, you know, it, it sucked that, that Sid wasn't able to be in yeah. more of the movie, but that, that happens sometimes. And right. It really is a very heartbreaking scene because you can tell that he's in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, in real life, just trying to get out his his uh, uh, lines. Well, and you know? he's trying to portray Spalding. Yeah, which is a very intense, uh, you know, character. And if you just don't have that much, you know, umph to give, like yeah. it's it's hard to get that. You know? I am glad though that he at least was able to play Spalding one last time. You know, even if it was a small thing, you know what I mean? Oh, well, and it kind of clo- it, it has closure for that character and for fans and for Zombie and for, you know, Sid yeah. got to wrap that character up how he wanted to and, like, yeah. yeah. I think it was, it's a, it's awesome that he it, it's, to. it's a weird fucking movie, though. Yeah, man, it's got all kinds of weird stuff that Zombie digs. I mean, luchadors and fucking gangsters and all kinds of just weird stuff. It, it's, <sighs> it's like if you took uh, House of Thousand Corpses, elements from that, and then like took elements. some of Super Beast up, right? You know, and, and crammed them together. Which let's talk about a Super Beast up here, okay. which I have not seen. I've seen a little clip of it on the internet. I haven't watched the whole. Uh... He, he's it's a god. Okay, so El Super, it's it's the haunted haunted world of El Super Beast and what it is is it's Rob Zombie's adult cartoon. It's like if you took Ren and Stimpy and like yeah. turned it up a hundred. Yeah, right. Um, and this is a movie that I. I hate to say it, but it's like low on the total bowl. Like it, the only thing that that keeps it from being the last movie, like my my, my least favorite on, on, on the list of Rob Zombie movies, is the fact that H two was made. 
yeah that was my other uh, big um, you know mark on him so far is Halloween 2 man we talked about before in our sequels that sucked episode that like just not that's Jason's thing is the mama's boy shit right you know yeah. and it's like you could have done a cool kind of psychedelic horror film of him in his head all the stuff with Sherry and the mom stuff yeah which would have been cool but it just didn't splice in right with like the more action horror that he tried to do with the rest right. of the movie yeah so it, it, if you could have somehow split that into two movies or done a the whole intro where it was in his head yeah you know and then did, then did the rest of the movie or whatever but yeah uh, I mean, a lot of people. This is another thing, though, is the Halloween movies, right? You know, uh, he his version of Halloween was an interesting take, right? Okay, and my whole thing about Halloween is the fact that Michael Myers is known as the Shape, right? Okay, and my whole thing is that he is a character, he's a villain, where we don't need to know everything about his past, right? I don't think we needed a whole backstory. I didn't, you know, we didn't need all that shit. We didn't. But Rob Zombie's white trash take on things, because when you when you see the original Halloween, you know, you get the impression, you know, it's a nice big house. The parents are like they're they're coming back from right. dinner. They're all dressed up. Right. And in how in in Zombies Halloween, it's a complete like it's it's you know the mom's a, a stripper and the stepdad is a piece of shit and yeah. the sister's kind of a whore. And like you know, the little kid Michael is out of his damn mind. Like, and but they don't hold back. There's no holding back on this movie. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I I did like his take on things to a degree. So I actually do like Halloween. Yeah, I, I like the first one. I just uh, thought second the second one. one. I usually garbage. like uh, weird psychedelic kind of horror, but it just it dropped the ball a little bit. So. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, I, I I was not really too crazy on on the fact that he was making these. I do think that if he made uh, Halloween three, he could have a whole range of things to do that. But that's out of the water now since they already all those other Halloween movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, is there is there anything else that you want to throw out there when it comes down to? That's the only bad marks that he's got for me. Like yeah. I said, I'm gonna watch Super Beasto because I haven't, and uh, rewatch Three from Hell because. Beast is cool because there's a lot of horror hom- hom- homages. Yeah, yeah. To, to different things, and, it, and it's just ridiculously stupid in a lot of ways. Right. It's kind of funny, but like not really in a laugh out loud. Kind right. Of Which I've read, you know, Zombie. We didn't even touch on too much, but uh, you know, he has a comic book called uh, Spook Show International. Yep. You know, off of an, uh, a song title, but it's got some of the characters. It's got uh, Super Beasto. You know, and Baby makes an appearance in some of these uh, in his comics. So I've read some of those, so I know the characters and stuff. But I've never, yeah. uh, I never watched the show. So, all right then. Well, that uh, that's that's the Rob Zombie White Zombie discussion. Yeah, right? man. I'm sure that that down down the line we'll make some other excuse to talk about Rob Zombie stuff. Oh, of course. Well, uh, and he'll keep making stuff, so we get to keep talking about shit. Yeah, I'm ready for a new movie. I really. Yeah. Am. Uh, but before we uh, before we finish this up here, um, <laughs> hear that nice loud. Yeah, motorcycles yeah. and some shit. Um, Whitman, what do you have on, on your agenda? Oh, man. Uh, hopefully, podcast starting up soon. I don't know. That's getting moved around stuff. But uh, Earth 19 with me and Jupiter. And uh, hopefully a couple more. Uh, you know, these uh, photo shoots we've been talking about. we got Lady Pinhead in the works. Uh, Fucking motorcycle. As that loud-ass motorcycle goes by. Uh, I finally started my Instagram up, so check out that. Whitman, uh, you know, Instagram. And... Uh, 
I don't know, it gives a little bit of extra stuff in my photography page. So, yeah, that's about all I got. I, uh, I uh, basically just got a few shows going on. Go to the Bastard Sons of a Judasco page. Uh, check all that that's, that's going on. We're doing a, 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 a dual band uh, live stream. Uh, us, another two-piece band called Something Weird. Um, so go check all that shit on our page. Uh, I also have been trying to put some stuff up on the Bastard Sons uh, of a Judas Goat Instagram. Yeah, uh, get more shit up on there. So check that out. Um, yeah, and just go to the, the Graveyard Talk page on Facebook. Go Graveyard to Talk, Nasty Nation, Nasty Nation Photography. Romero Pictures. Yeah, Indie Brigade. Uh, heavy Metal. Uh, <laughs> you know, Rob Zombie stuff. Like, you know, just go, go, go check it all check out. Check out cool shit. Thanks for joining us in, for, we start that over again. Reverse it. Thanks for joining us again uh, for this very special laundromat episode <laughs> of Graveyard Talk. Till next time. Later, folks.
underneath this tree So let the winds of change They rearrange the country Let it also sow a seed of memory Out of me 